Hello, everyone, and welcome to the A2 Life Podcast with James Oney, the Minister of Education and Discipleship at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. I'm your host, Chase Falk, and our desire through this podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the Great Commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in Acts chapter 2. James Oney. What's up, man? Put your last name in there. Today. I know, right? I love it. I love it. You like that? Yeah, man. You said it correctly. How yeah. would I not say it? What's well, the... I've heard one, you know, like we're French, or okay. I heard uni, you know, <laughs> and I don't know what that is, you know. <laughs> one Y. One Y. One Y. Yeah. Yeah. That'd have been good. And, yeah, it's crazy. That'd have been a good like rapper name back in the day. No, one Y. No, no. no. <laughs> Chantel. <laughs> Hey, Chase. You're back. I am back. We had a special guest last week, but we made it clear that you were the special, special guest. Well, I'm glad <laughs> that I am the double special guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so we are back today on the A2 Life podcast talking about this topic that I guess now we've gone through seven episodes. It's been called The uh, Race in the Kingdom and uh, gone through a lot of different things yeah. and a lot of conversations about... Uh, really, the context of race, the the understanding of uh, what uh, I our, where our identity should be, and kind of from the very for, uh, front of this uh, podcast, talked about uh, how this is for the believer and how the believer should process through the things that we're seeing in our world today. Again, specifically as we think about uh, race, and we've kind of gotten to this place where we're talking about solutions now. Yeah. And last week we met uh, and had a time with our pastor and talked specifically about prayer yeah. and prayer being at the forefront of what uh, we are doing when it comes to seeking to bring a solution to what is happening with uh, when we think about the race issue um, in our world today. And so Again, encourage you listening today, start there. Start with prayer. Yeah. Uh, that starts with yourself, as we talked about last week, and then move moves on um, from there. But uh, James, Chantel, I know today we want to continue kind of talking through solutions. How do we build these relationships and move forward and really hopefully be at a place where this is not a continual thing yeah. like we've seen it for years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, uh, James, jump in, and let's just kind of begin talking today. Yeah, um, one of the things I, I kind of go back to is the Tower of Babel. And I just kind of want to set this stage real quick. When you're looking at the Tower of Babel, the um, uh, the people there they were instructed to to multiply, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Uh, and and when when you do that, you are are uh, you know interacting with people, nations, and so forth. And so what happens is uh, they said, no, nah, we ain't going to do that. We're just going to uh, make a name for ourselves and we're going to stay in our own little area. Uh, and, and which entailed that they were just staying with their own people, their own culture and everything else. They weren't going out to other nations. And, um, and so when we're looking at building relationships, I believe that we are to go out and, and be intentional in building those relationships um, and so how, how do we do that? And I think that's the, the, the thing that we want to kind of look at today. Um, uh, I think there are several things. Now, there may be other things that you can do, um, but these are some things that I think that we can start with. Um, uh, number one, I believe home, the home life. Uh, I, when I say home, I mean, you know, invite people in your home that don't look like you. 
you know, and that means you're going to have to befriend some folks that don't look like you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I think being able to have people in your homes and and whatnot and also uh, exposing your kids, you know, to uh, other ethnicities, um, uh, because, uh, again, we're talking as believers, you know, we are one family. So therefore, I think that we should uh, begin to model that. Uh, the other thing I think is is church. Um, you know, it's no surprise that Chantel and I are black and we attend <laughs> uh, a majority uh, Caucasian church. But I think that we need to uh, look into this a little bit more, you know, as far as not being afraid to go inside of a church that's different than us, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that looks different than us. Um, I had someone that said, said this before. They said... Um, yeah, uh, 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 not to me, but to somebody else. Um, you know, I, it, that church down there, I, I don't want to go there because it's a white church. And the person said, no, it's red brick church. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, we are one church, we're one body, and um, we should, you know, uh, conduct ourselves as that. Yeah. Um, and jump in anytime, babe, you know. Uh, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, okay. Ahead. All right. And, uh, and also work. Um when you're at work, uh, just don't hang out with your ethnicity. You know, I think it is it's good to go out and, and, and you know, build relationships with, again, with those who look different than you. Schools or universities, you know, uh, when you're at universities, uh, you know, not just being in the university, developing relationships. I think that, um, you know, uh, you have some, because Chantel and I, we went to a majority Caucasian college. I mean, and so um, uh, being I, I think the whole thing is being being intentional in building relationships and not being so standoffish. Uh, someone said, I think Tony Evans even said this, that uh, Sunday is the most sacred segregated day in, in America. I mean, because we have black church here, white church here, Latino church here, you know, uh, and, and Asian church here, whatever. Why is it that we're not together? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, because I think the thing is that we're not building relationships like we should. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to kind of piggyback and echo what James mentioned is that as believers, we have to remember that we have a call and we have a mission. And that is to be not just discipling others to Christ, but also being evangelistic and sharing the gospel with other people. So when we think about, as I say, for instance, like work, if we work in the marketplace, and when I say the marketplace, I'm going to say, you know, some, not the church or an area that focuses on faith. If we work in the marketplace, then guess what? You have a you have a playground, so to say, of opportunities to be able to live a life that is God honoring and at the same time to be able to build relationships with other people. So I think um, being just deliberate in how we go about building those relationships from work and wherever we may um, be receiving our education from to home to church is all about being intentional with that. Um, James mentioned, you know, people that, you know, don't look like you. Um, Quite often, what we like to do is be in an environment that's comfortable Mm -hmm. to us. Um, Comfortable to us 
oftentimes mean being with people that are the same skin color that we are. Mm -hmm. Um, But being able to reach out and go beyond your comfortability and seeking those relationships and those opportunities. Now, will there be people that probably don't want to have anything to do with you? Absolutely. But that should never deter you from being willing to start and build a relationship um, with people. Some of the things I think about was that, you know, Jesus was so intentional Mm -hmm. about building relationships with people. We already mentioned in one previous episode about Jesus and the Samaritan woman, that Jesus went out of his way. He dismissed his disciples because he had business to attend to, and that was the salvation of this woman. Um, We mentioned from the prophet... um, Elisha in 2 Kings and this woman going out and borrowing jugs from um, the members in her community. What that says to me is that in building relationships, how do we go about building those relationships? We take an opportunity to serve others, serve others that do not look like us. Um, However that service plays out, It's going to be different for everyone, but we need to take the opportunities to be able to serve. I'm reminded of just a few weeks ago, Chase, we did the um, kind of the Rich Crest Serves Day with law enforcement and our medical and paramedics, those personnel here in our area, being willing to do things like that. Hey, why don't you go pick up a dozen, a couple dozen of donuts and take it to your local law enforcement precinct um, to show that I care about what you're doing in our our community um, and everything, because when we look at it, the police, they're not the enemy in this fight. What the enemy in this fight is sin mm-hmm. and how we're going to deal with sin. OK, um, so I just think it's really about if we're going to build relationships, we got to start building those relationships through serving people that do not look like us. Um, and I think a couple things that I think about is just um, and I know I'm kind of long here, just some scriptures that. In Philippians 2, 3, Paul's told, Paul was speaking and he says, you know, do nothing out of rivalry or conceit. But he said, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Um, in Romans 12, 10, he says, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. So it's just really important. And this scripture just kind of emphasizes it, the, the nature of building relationships, you know, by not speaking negative of someone, um, but only that which is good for building up people, okay? Um, And those people are just not our brothers and sisters in Christ, but guess what? Those people are also ones that do not know Christ, seeking ways to build those up. Paul echoed that in the book of Ephesians. So I really think we can build relationships by doing so through serving others. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. You know, one thing I do want to make mention of, uh, uh, and I I I'm pretty sure Tony even said this quote, but um, y'all can fact check me on this one. But he, he, <laughs> he, he, he uh, it was on the lines of how Jesus went to Samaritan woman, how Jesus never gave up his cultural identity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't have to lose who we are. Yeah. You know, um, our ethnicity is our ethnicity. And, and I think we should enjoy and embrace that. Yeah. But at the same token, it shouldn't define us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think what Jesus did was beautiful how he just went to this woman. I mean, this this Samaritan that was uh, what was considered a half-breed, you know, and uh, he broke cultural lines yeah. there. 
I was reading in the book of Luke this uh, morning in my devotional time, and 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 when Jesus was, uh, he was in Capernaum healing and so forth, and then he went to this place called Nain, uh, and 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 it's this centurion, you know, he's a Roman, mm-hmm. you know, soldier, you know, and and he's like, look, uh, he sent some uh, people to get Jesus because one of his his bond servants were it, they were sick, and he was he was, I mean, he it meant a lot to him, you know, and he's like, look. This man, this centurion, he, had, he he's for us, Jesus. He has built us a synagogue, you know, and everything else. So, in essence, this Gentile is asking Jesus, you know, for some help. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus comes there, and, and the people said this. They said he is worthy, you know, speaking of the centurion. But when Jesus shows up, the centurion tells him, I'm not even worthy. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I don't want you to come in my house. Just say the word, and yeah. I believe it, you know. And so this is how Jesus engaged the culture. Yeah. You know, uh, he didn't lose his identity. He engaged the culture yeah. with the gospel. Yeah, and I don't think Christ is asking us to, to, to lose our identity yeah. in any of this. But when we embrace our identity, being willing to, to allow that to help in building the relationships and kind of closing the gap mm-hmm. that we see so often in our society. I was talking with an individual um, just recently, probably as of the last week or so, and, you know, they mentioned to me, like, you know, Chantel, I'm tired of being the one that that's, that's forgiving. I'm tired of being the one that's always um, serving when we, meaning we as blacks, have been wrong. And I was like, that's the wrong mentality to have because God requires us to serve even in spite of, even in spite of how we feel or what's going on. We still have a command and a responsibility from the Lord to love others and to be willing to serve. Moreover, in Scripture, in Colossians 3, this is what Paul tells us, 3.13, he says, Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. So that forgiveness, we have to constantly mm-hmm. extend that. Um, I, if I'm offensive to someone, they have to be willing to forgive me and vice versa. But I really think that when we, when we talk about building relationships, being willing to forgive, and now let's serve through that, you know. So in other words, we can speak, yes, I forgive you, but how are we going to know that? Through our actions. How will they know that? Through our actions. Absolutely. So when we think, guys, about this intentional process of building Mm -hmm. relationships um, and and serving other people to kind of bridge the gap that there is between uh, the different um, ethnic groups that we find in our world today. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like there's kind of two different scenarios to me to think about. The first scenario is that the people that are walking every day that have contact Mm -hmm. with people of different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. with different cultures. You know, there's those people that, like you've said, James, where they are, like where they work, where they live, where they play where they you know interact there's people like that and then there's a side to an extent that might not mm-hmm. you know i mean in yeah. our culture today i mean it's easy just to kind of be with your yeah. people yep. and mm-hmm. not really see anybody mm-hmm. that is of a different background in mm-hmm. a different culture yeah. so speak to the person that really doesn't see somebody else of a different culture mm-hmm. and what could they 
do or what should they be seeking to figure out how to first off find that mm-hmm. um, and then how to like what to do how to handle that and then kind of how to lead family and everything else in between mm-hmm. yeah I would uh, I would actually go back to our uh, episode last week prayer you know praying to God and say, God send someone show me how how can I do this you know um, uh, those who may not be in a, in a particular contact with uh, different ethnicities um, and, and mind you, you know, it is, it, this is interesting. It's just a side note uh, with ethnicities. Um, some, you know, we, we are black, but somebody can probably mistake us for, you know, well, me for Haitian or something. I mean, I actually had somebody thought I was Haitian, you know, and that's a different ethnicity, you know. And, and so we may look alike, but we may be different, you know, with our ethnicity. And I think that you know, building relationships and asking those, hey, how, how, you know, what's your nationality? Or, you know, we're, you know, just getting that close to that to that fact. But but going back to prayer and asking God, God, provide me the opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I hear this podcast and I hear what you're saying in your word and how you engage the culture. Um, and it's interesting because Jesus, he didn't stay in a particular spot too long. He was moving. Went. He was moving. <laughs> yeah. And so he was intentional in that. And I think that um, as believers, we should be intentional, mm-hmm. um, and I and I and I agree as well when you said that you know not everyone gonna receive that, yeah. and 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 I, I I hate to say it this way, but that's okay, um, because we are called, I would say, to a higher standard in that mm-hmm. sense. I mean, we are called to to serve people regardless, yeah. um, and, and that's what Jesus did, yeah. and so. Um, uh, uh, starting with prayer and asking oh God, how how do I do this? How you know where do I start? Yeah. You know, um, how do I? Lord, you're gonna have to help me to engage and help me to ask the right question. You know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, I think it's um, uh, just being intentional in that way. I also want to just kind of piggyback on that, James, and Chase's question. We, you may not have direct Mm -hmm. contact with someone outside of your ethnicity. You may not have that direct contact. However, when you think about it, you have indirect contact with people of different ethnicities Mm -hmm. all the time. If you go to the grocery store, if you are at the gas station, if you are at a some type of sporting event, Mm -hmm. you have indirect contact with people. So what can you do in those situations to maybe engage someone that does not look like you? I think about if I'm in the grocery store um, and let's say it's a mother in there and she has her kids with her. And let's say she's trying to get grocery shopping done, but her kids are just being kind of rowdy and not now understand we don't want to approach children um and everything but maybe it's asking that ma'am what are you trying to get on this shelf right here maybe I can get it down so she can attend to her children and with the hope with that through prayer we can be engaging enough to maybe at some point maybe establish and build that relationship so we may not have that direct contact but seizing the opportunities when we have that indirect contact with someone that does not look like us I think is important yeah Yeah, and I would say too even thinking through um, the indirect contact that's on a regular basis, whether mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, a lot of times people have their, their drive through that that's they go good. through or that they, you know, they sent, I mean, when I go to Publix, mm-hmm. normally there's one line I go, you know, I look mm-hmm. for the, who's 
the yep. cashier and I walk through that line and it's an ability to engage with that person yeah. because it's, it's still indirect in the fact of you aren't around them every single day, <laughs> but you are direct a little enough yeah. that, man, they know your Starbucks order before you get there, or they know, you know, I don't drink coffee, so they know that I'm going to get that Coke Zero before I even get there, you know what I mean? And so, uh, but indir- uh, it kind of becomes a direct person yeah. that you have the opportunity to be intentional That's with. That's good. And so let's kind of wrap up with this uh, today, Chantel, and, and you start with this one, Em. Speak now to the person that does have direct contact, Hmm. okay? Every single day, it's somebody I work with. Every single day, it's somebody that I share an office with or a cubicle kind of thing with, or it's I teach or Mm -hmm. I teach with or I I teach these kids. You know, speak to that person that needs to just be intentional. Mm -hmm. And I know you've talked a lot about serving and all that that goes with that, but – how do you start that? Does that make sense? Like yeah. really like just somebody that's like, man, I want to do this, but I just like, I don't, I don't, I like my comfort. Yeah. I don't know what to say. How yeah. can I relate? Mm-hmm. What, what, where do I even begin? So mm-hmm. let's close today by speaking to that situation. Okay. Well, some of the f- first things that, you know, just quickly come to mind is that if you know you're that person and you need to be more engaging in your workplace with those that you are in contact with every single day, the first thing I will say is start with prayer. Prayer for yourself, prayer for God to um, open their heart to be able to receive because we don't want them to think that there are any kind of hidden agendas behind that. So bathe the situation in prayer. That would definitely be the first thing. Then I would say the next thing is to actually, we talk a lot about prayer and doing things, but it's actually doing it now. So how do we go about doing something like that? If you know that you share a cubicle with someone and they go to Starbucks, they bring a Starbucks latte in every Mm -hmm. single morning, then guess what you can do? You can go to Starbucks, you can buy them a latte and say, hey, on my way this morning, I thought about you and I wanted to get you a latte. They will probably in turn reciprocate that. It's like, that was very kind of you. And you're just like, you know what? We don't talk as much. We we all about doing our work. But I would like to get to know you a little bit outside of work, you know? Talk to me about your family. Maybe they got some pictures in their office, in their cubicle. Hey, you want to do lunch together? Those are ways, just practical ways when we are working with someone that we don't talk to all the time, but we try to get to know them a little bit better. Maybe you're at work and you're in that elevator with the same person at the same time every single morning or every afternoon you get ready to leave and they work in a different department. Finding stuff out about them, I think, are just real practical ways. So yeah, we're going to pray, but then we're going to be practical about it and say, okay, now how can I actually do this? How can I live this out? Granted, you may be nervous. You may not be. I'm pretty like out there and in people's face. So it doesn't necessarily bother me, but you may be that one and your personality does not, doesn't naturally shift Mm -hmm. to, you know, approaching individuals. When you pray, ask God, help me. And then be willing. I'm going to say this, um, and I don't mean it in any kind of way, but be willing to kind of get over yourself and just be willing to just extend the hand, extend the arm and go out there and actually do it. And there may be some who are out there and, and have that surface level relationship. You know, they may know the kids' names. Mm-hmm. They may know um, what type of drink they have. But I think then that's the next step. Hey, let me invite you to our house. We're having a dinner, you know. Or at something, when you mention that, Jen, because especially if you have 
folks at your job and they have multiple kids mm -hmm. and they could be a single mom or a single dad, or it can be a household where, you know, the family is together, but you know that, you know, getting dinner ready in the afternoon is yeah. hard for them. Guess what you can do? You can make dinner and take it to them or make it ahead of time and bring it to work. And if your office has a refrigerator, mm -hmm. they can store it right. Those are just some just some tidbits yeah. of just how to be practical to go about building relationships with people that we may be in contact with every day or just in an indirect manner. Yeah. And this is vital for just the Great Commission in general. Yes. You know, I know we're talking in the context of race in the kingdom and building those kind of building those bridges, mm -hmm. but I mean, these are conversations we have with anybody as far as just building relationships because that's what our world needs more than anything yeah. is just yeah. people yeah. loving and encouraging mm -hmm. and pushing one another ultimately when it comes to uh, loving the Lord and following Him. And so, um, you know, guys, I think about people that have invested in my life and the relationships they built, and it's the people that noticed mm -hmm. me, you know, mm -hmm. and noticed specific things. Yeah. Like you said, like, hey, I noticed you got a, you know, you got that picture of your kids right there, or mm -hmm. I noticed you have, you know, you got a baseball, or, you know, mm -hmm. like little yeah. bitty things. Like, tell me about someone yeah. that takes the time to ask questions, mm -hmm. not always talk, yes, not always try to push an agenda, mm -hmm. but be still and slow and, and listening to someone else and, and really trying to see them for who they are, um, bef you know, and not try to push who someone else is upon them. And that, mm -hmm. that's a big deal yeah. when it comes yeah. to this. And so, um, James, as we wrap up today, Chantel, any last thoughts as we think about this conversation on the solution as it comes to building relationships? Uh, I, I just enjoy, you know, this entire series, and um, I'm just so excited to see what God does with it. And, uh, you know, I would love people to, you know, type some questions out or something. You know, send us some questions if you have some questions. Yeah, and where we can, uh, you know, next podcast, we can, like, talk about those things, yeah. you know. Um, another thing, too, you know, I'm trying to keep my wife on on this podcast, you know, so if y'all want her, you know, to stay on with us, you know, just go ahead and just send a like or something. I don't know, but um, but I think it's needed, and uh, uh, and I think it, it again, everything that we do should should be uh, or should start with discipleship yeah. in that sense, you know, yeah. and so yeah, and I would just say, you know, we've talked about you know serving and building relationships, but I would just add. Parents, it's your responsibility to model that mm -hmm. in front of your children yeah. Yeah, so good. they can in turn demonstrate that same behavior. So this is really just good. not a parent, you know, building relationships, but we want to be able to teach our children the same thing. And the best way we can teach our children is by modeling that behavior that yeah. we expect them to exemplify. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so good. And so for those of you that are listening today, um, we encourage you. Be intentional, uh, build those relationships, and uh, seek the Lord and ask Him to open the doors that He wants you uh, to walk through when it comes to this thought of loving and encouraging and building uh, these bridges in between these uh, gaps of relationships in our lives. And so, like the idea, James, because I was going to say, I have some more questions to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have a list of questions that I want to ask, but we would encourage you as our listeners to send us some questions. And so, let us know. Uh, be thinking any type of uh, question that you have when it comes to this uh, situation that we're dealing with, with the context of race and the kingdom. We'd love to hear from you, and you can send those to us by emailing Broxton Gannon, our producer, yeah. at bgannon at rbcdothan.com. 
org. And so we'd love to hear from you and email those to us, or you can comment those in comment areas of the podcast platforms or also reach out to James or myself as well, and we can take those as well. And so we look forward to talking more in the days ahead on the A2 Life podcast. Again, thinking about discipleship. And as we wrap up today, we're asking the question, who are you reaching? How are you being built up to then in turn build up others? And lastly, how are you connecting to the mission and purpose that God has for your life? Again, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening and being a part of this podcast today with James Oney, the Minister of Education and Discipleship at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. Our desire through the A2 Life podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the Great Commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in Acts chapter 2. If you have more questions or desire to talk to someone more about making disciples and what that looks like here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, you can reach out to our church office, email one of us. We would love to have those conversations with you in the days ahead. We look forward to more of what God's going to do as we focus on a life centered in Acts chapter 2.